Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and quite frankly, is still out there doing it. I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today, and I plan to learn a whole hell of a lot for myself, too. So for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of systematizing and automating your business, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be super hot and super important ideas and concepts to really help you grow. So strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. As far as I know, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Josh Latimer left his job as a banker for J.P. Morgan Chase to start a cleaning business in Michigan, which he eventually grew and sold to a California-based cleaning conglomerate in 2015. Now he's living in Costa Rica with his four kids and his wife, where he helps small business owners from all over the world understand the power of business systems and automation and the freedom they can bring. Josh is the founder of AutomateGrowSell.com, an online online training platform for small local service businesses, as well as SendGym.com, a follow-up automation tool for busy professionals. Josh, it's my pleasure. Welcome to The uh, Real Deal. Jason, I'm super, super pumped to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is mine. So I am really, really excited. Before we get started, though, uh, do me a favor. For those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second. Share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Joshua Latimer? Well, I'm a passionate person in general, so that's a tough question. I seem to be passionate about tons of things, and I even get frustrated with people around me when they're not passionate enough sometimes, which can be crazy. But if you're one of those people that's like that, I know that you know what I'm talking about. But for me, I'm definitely a family guy. I was raised by blue-collar parents in middle America, up by Flint, Michigan. I was born in Flint, you know, where they're having the water crisis right now. That's my hometown. And... 
I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. So even as a young age of 17, 18 years old, I was re- reading books on real estate investing and reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad when it came out and just, just consuming information. And I remember my parents um, thought something was wrong with me because they went on vacation and came home and I had bought 14 candy machines on a credit card while they were gone. <laughs> and uh, that business failed miserably, not because of lack of uh, ambition and passion, just because of lack of maturity and having absolutely no, you know, direction or foundational maturity at all. Uh, but that I had that bug, you know, early on. Fast forward a little bit. I was a pizza delivery man going out of my senior year. I got married super young to my high school sweetheart. I don't know why her dad said yes when I asked if I could marry her. I had absolutely no, you know, focused uh, direction for my life. I was just this passionate, ambitious entrepreneur. I was a wantrepreneur, actually. Uh, <laughs> But he let us get married, and we lived in a trailer, and I, I ended up getting some breaks and getting into finance a little bit. I was always good at numbers, and I, I got into the mortgage world, and then I started working in, in banking and doing small business lines of credit and stuff. Uh, but I hated my job, like a lot of people do. Uh, I was thankful to have work, but I really felt like I was suffocating. And you fast forward to when I was 25 years old, so I'm about five years into this world of getting up, putting on my tie, which was more like a noose around my neck, and then going to my cubicle and and feeling like I was slowly dying a, a slow death. And that's when my wife got pregnant with my first son, Maverick. And it was at that point, that was kind of my pivotal moment where I said, I better do something now or I'm going to get trapped in this job for 40 years, you know. So I, I quit my job at the bank and started a window cleaning business, which is like pure madness. My own mother wouldn't talk to me for a week when I did this, by the way. She was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I, I started a cleaning business. I had no idea I was doing Fast forward another eight years past that. The business grew wildly. It thrived. It was completely automated. I've been blessed to be mentored by really, really smart people and have a great team. And, and my current passion is helping other people get the level of freedom that I had with my small business. Uh, the business was my slave. I wasn't a slave to my business, at least at the end, after I really understood the power of you know simple systems. Well, that's, uh, that's actually a great segue. So tell me, you know, why do you feel like systems are so important? Well, here's a profound thing. I just learned from a guy who's a carpet cleaning business that does 14 million a year. Okay. Everybody already has systems. Now, this kind of blew my mind, but literally every single person on earth, your life is a set of systems already. And so the, the real question is, is your, are your current systems calibrated to really get you what you want, to give you the life that you want, to give you the profitability that you want? A lot of people that have a, maybe a small business or they're a coach or they're, whatever they're doing, if, if they're not getting the results they want, what's happening is their system is broken. So whether it's your morning routine or the way that you engage your employees, whether you're a manager or a leader, the way that you talk to your spouse, the way that you talk to your kids, the way that you talk to your staff, the way you recruit and train people, the way that you sell your stuff, you're already doing it a certain way today. And if it's not giving you the result that you want, what you got to do is kind of zoom out, get that bird's eye view, and then start rebuilding. I absolutely love that definition, it, uh, and I would agree whole wholeheartedly. Um, obviously, when working with small business people, you've seen you've seen the challenges, the struggles, real. So, why do you feel like so many small businesses out there struggle not just to thrive but even to survive? Well, 
this is actually an easy question. The number one reason businesses struggle is lack of focus and really to couple with that lack of clarity. I think they forget why they got in business in the first place, what their original why was, what their, what their uh, final destination was supposed to be in the beginning. They get sucked into the vortex of daily drudgery. And they just drift away into the weeds, right? And so they have no focus. They have no clarity on what they're trying to accomplish in the long run. Mm. Well, let's, uh, let, let, let's step forward on that then. You know, if, with, without that, what would you say would be the first step, uh, if you were coaching somebody on this, what would be the first step to actually helping them refocus on that why? Well, I think, I think you have to, Give yourself some space to breathe. And I don't know if you're a proponent of this, but even for myself, this is something I struggle with because people like us, where we go 100 miles an hour, we tend to go, 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 go. Uh, but really part of my system now is to force myself to have moments to think. Moments to think, you know, just to clear your head and get some clarity and to try to remember, you know, what am I trying to do with this thing? You know, what, what was this business supposed to do for me in the beginning? And it's super easy to get away from that. I totally get it. And it's a miserable place to be and you don't want to stay there. So my piece of advice would be to force yourself to have space to really think about, here's the question, what is your why? What are we trying to do? Because any business system you build has to point towards that why. And if you don't have one really specifically carved out, then it's going to be really hard to automate anything because the, the whole purpose of automation is to, is to systemize a process or a procedure towards some end. If you don't have that clearly defined, which most people don't, it's, it's super difficult to achieve success. Mm-hmm. You know, the key there, obviously, is, you know, the whole end in mind. And, you know, shooting at a target you don't see is, uh, makes for pretty crappy results. So I love this. Well, Tell me this, and obviously you've, you've been able to do this, so how, how do you see local businesses getting themselves free from their business? Well, the first step is going to be acknowledging that they have a problem to begin with because most local brick-and-mortar types of businesses, uh, they're not even businesses to begin with, right? And I'm sure that you're familiar. I mean, they're self-employed people. And being a self-employed person, to me, is much better than having a job. There's a lot more elasticity there. But being a self-employed person still is a long ways away from being a real business owner, right? A business is like a box and it has mechanisms inside of it and it spits out some level of profit out the one side of the box, right? Being self-employed is like being, you're the guy that does everything yourself. And if you were to get hurt or to step away from your, your enterprise, the wheels would completely fall off, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with brick and mortar businesses, I feel like there's a lot of perpetual firefighters, so to speak. You know, they go from issue to issue to issue to issue. They're very busy. These are smart people. They're good people. They work really hard. And I think the big common mistake is that they think that working really hard means that they're succeeding. And that's absolutely not necessarily true. Uh, you need to focus on the results that your business is producing for you. And is that result aligned with, again, your why, what you're trying to to pull off in the first place. If it's not, then you need to acknowledge that there's a problem. Acknowledge that maybe you're more self-employed, you're more of a technician than you are a real business 
owner. And, you know, some of these small companies, I work with cleaning companies, um, what, the best way I've heard it put is to call them artisans. You know, they're really good at the technical level. And what they do, they're, they're, they know the pH of the chemical for the carpet cleaning of the wicking of the thing. And they, they know the chemical and the after whatever. And, and as a technical person, they're killing it, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you pull these people and you say, is your business where you want it to be? Are you satisfied? And 80% of them say, absolutely not. I'm, I'm miserable. But yet they're this artisan who's good at technical stuff. What they're missing is that they don't have that CEO mentality, that executive mentality. And even if it's just you or you have one person or two people working for you, you can start to think like an executive would and start step by step to build that architecture and those systems inside your business. That way you can move from that self-employed position over to the business owner category. That makes so much sense. You know, talking about systems, um, how does somebody build a simple system for their business? Because, you know, one of the questions I get, um, and, I, and I was I was blessed to be, you know, to graduate uh, the Emeth Academy years and years ago. Um, so, like, this was kind of beat into my head. But I'm always I'm always interested when I find somebody else who gets the joke like you do. How would you coach somebody? You know, how does somebody build a simple system to get started? Well, I like to focus in the beginning on what I call the low-hanging fruit, you know, the really obvious stuff. And because every business is a little different, there's some situational stuff. But in general, the low-hanging fruit would be something like this. You know, every business sells something, right? So you need to examine, because to me, sales is the lifeblood of every organization on the face of the earth anyway. Um, you focus on your sales process and just take a snapshot of what you're doing right now and then start tweaking things. So maybe it's the way that you engage people. Maybe record yourself on the next phone call you make or or, or remember how uh, your initial conversations start typically with clients and put it on paper and then retool it a little bit. Tweak it, optimize it, pivot it a little bit, try some different things, run it by someone smarter than you, and then try something again because a system isn't this big, boring, jury thing. A system is anything that you do at any point during your business while you're doing your job, right? All of that stuff already is a system. So the real key, again, isn't to just create something that doesn't exist. It's to take what does exist but is broken and to move it towards something that's not broken or produces a better result or a better yield. For example, I talked to a guy yesterday. He's a, a cleaning business in Texas, and he said he was having trouble getting his cleaning clients to book their next appointment. And I said, okay, well, what do you say to your client? Let's role play for a minute. Tell me what you say. And he said, well, we say, hey, Mrs. Smith, um, so would you like to get on our service agreement plan for the next six months? Would that, can we sign you up for that? Uh, and I said, well, there's your problem. <laughs> there's your problem. What, what's the benefit for the client? Like there's so many things you could do to improve that. So I gave him a couple of, you know, just quick off the cuff ideas like Mrs. Smith, the next step of the process is to sign up for our service plan. And what that's going to do for you is it's going to hold a spot for you in the future. Even if we're so busy, you're going to have be locked in, which works best for you mornings or afternoons. Okay. Now that is a simple thing. But it's not a simple thing when you apply it over a thousand cleanings over the course of a season, you train your entire staff to say it like that rather than the way that he said it, and the yield is completely different. Mm. Mm. So tell me this, after you role play it, how do you break this down so that it's, it becomes ingrained in them? Well, what I do, as far as actually making the actual system in real life, is I typically start with a mind map, and I move from a mind map 
to like a word doc or some sort of a paragraph broken out text procedure, right? And then the next part is where most people fail, which is execution, deployment, training your team on it, being consistent, keeping accountability, making sure that they're actually doing this stuff every day and that it becomes part of your company culture. And that starts, you know, with the leadership. And, and execution is always the hardest thing. I don't know if you agree. I, that To me, it's the implementation of the system that really is too much for people sometimes. And that's really uh, what I try to help people do is have that accountability and try to surround them with like-minded people so that you can have that, you know, encouragement to really follow through with this stuff. No, you're, you're, you're 100% spot on. It's always the execution. Everybody, you know, you can lay it out. You can make pretty checklists. You can make a beautiful notebook full of systems. But until you actually do it, you know, all it is is, is window dressing. Absolutely correct. And, and I get it. I mean, these people are the HR department, the sales guy. They're the general manager. They're the customer service rep. They're the office manager, they're the sales manager. It's, it's madness. I mean, it's so hard. To be an artisan, it's so, so hard to be self-employed. What, it's so much more desirable to be in the business owner category. And it's not, it's, it's not to, I'm sorry, it's, I'm just so fired up right now, but it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. It's the, the risk-adverse nature of having a business rather than everything depending on you. It's, there's like a litany of bullet points of why it's preferable to, to pivot over to the system type business. Well, and it, it, it's a no brainer. Um, you know, for anybody who, gosh, people have heard me speak on this for years where it's, listen, did you just buy yourself a job? Because that's, that's basically what, you know, the self-employment thing is. If, yep. however, you know, you're building it as a system, if you're actually handing that completed system for somebody else to execute, um, you, there's no reason for you to exist on that org chart. Just yeah, so, yeah, and that's the goal: is to keep replacing yourself over and over and over and over. Right, and then again, the success proves itself, and it duplicates itself. So, well, I always tell a funny joke uh, in one of the my. Uh, uh, ebooks that I wrote, I tell a story about toilet paper, right? So when my business started to grow, you know, we're starting to push, you know, a hundred thousand a month in revenue and we're cleaning stuff and it's chaos and I'm hiring and, and there's some strain and pressure on the business. And I mean, we're cleaning, squeegeeing so much stuff, your, your head could fall off. Right. And as that's happening, you know, we moved into this new, big, beautiful office and there's cubicle set up and there's all this stuff. And, um, the guys kept complaining, you know, after work that there was no toilet paper in the bathroom, right? And we're like, you know, I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And it was really starting to tick people off. You know, it's super frustrating. They're, they're, they're tired. They want to go home. They go to the bathroom. There's no toilet paper, right? It's, it's kind of a joke, but in a way it was, you know, really frustrating for them. So a system can be as simple as delegating that responsibility to a person like, hey, office manager. Every Tuesday morning from 8.15 to 8.30, you're going to check our toilet paper supply closet, and you're going to see it. You're going to count the rolls. And if there's less than 15 rolls, then you place an order. Here's where you place the order. Here's where you click. Here's the brand you buy. And if there's not, then you wait till next Tuesday, right? Whatever the case is, that's what we did. But it solved a simple reoccurring problem, and that's what a system should do. It should solve a simple reoccurring problem or do a simple reoccurring task. Well, absolutely. I, mean, I remember when, uh, so I went to martial arts school for a lot of years and, and one of the things that, um, one of the first things I systemized was our, our, our school opening policy. Well, never occurred to me 
that I would actually need to explain to somebody that when you put the key in the lock, it was important to kind of press a little bit with your shoulder and turn the key one and a half times to the right, um, and then turn it one time to the left in order to get the key out. Well, right. <laughs> um, I wound up actually having a uh, shoulder rebuilt, and, you know, I remember my wife handing me the phone after, um, like, Lord knows how many narcotics I was on. Um, and someone saying, I'm having a terrible time trying to open the door. You know, because on my system, it just says, open the door, walk in, turn left, turn the first seven sets of lights on the light bank on. Well, gosh, you know, that would have made life dramatically easier. So the, the whole being precise on what these things are so that you're not consistently being involved in the system. It's pretty important, too. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it's normal to start with a, I call it a minimum viable system, (laughs) and an MVS. So you start with, you know, your initial key opening system, which was better than having no nothing, right? Um, And then you optimize that system later through feedback from your team, feedback from your customers. People have to remember that, you know, Rome wasn't conquered in a day. I think one of the other big challenges with this stuff, Jason, is that it's, it's kind of overwhelming and intimidating because there's so much stuff. Everybody, the ideas are in your head like, oh my God, I, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time. Start with something and then make it slowly better over time and you're going to be really happy with the results in the long run. Mm, agreed, agreed. Now tell me this, because this, this I find to be really interesting. What's it like running an online business from Costa Rica? Well, I, I am seven months into my Costa Rican adventure. I mean, we literally have monkeys in my yard. For real, like with the baby monkey on the back of the mom monkey and they're like yelling at us in our pool and it's been really cool. And, you know, just to be real with people, there's been some hard adjustments too. I mean, the culture is a lot different and it's not bad. It's just different. You know, the grocery stores have different things in them. The, the way that you do things bureaucratically with the government with paperwork is different. Everything's just a little more intimidating. So it's been a really good learning experience. But in regards to running my business, I'm in a position now where I've transitioned to, you know, web-based businesses so I can really work from anywhere in the world, which is an incredible thing. I mean, it's, it's surreal sometimes. I have a hammock outside my office. Uh, my office is a separate little building from my home. I walk across my driveway into this little casita. It's like a little extra house. I sit down. My, my staff members that are in the country will show up and will work and, Sometimes I just step back and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, I get to do this. Like, I can go surfing. I, it's really cool. But it does have some challenges because the Internet speed's a lot worse there. and There's some um, some outages sometimes that can be frustrating. But I think the good far outweighs the bad. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's, uh, that's fabulous. It, you know, it always makes me happy to see somebody actually, you know, live the dream and actually be able to really live life. So, so good on you. Now it's time for a resource of the week. So, uh, Josh, tell me how can my listeners find out more about you and how you go about helping entrepreneurs to succeed? Well, the way I help people is through my online small business bootcamp, which is called automategrowsell.com. The whole purpose of that is to teach you how to automate your business, how to grow your business, and how to build a business that's sellable, that's a sellable asset to someone else. And even if you don't want to sell it, build it as if you could because it's going to protect you, protect your family. You're going to have a higher valued asset. So I help people with that step-by-step. It's an online kind of web-based training program, and um, I'm really excited about that. 
That sounds fabulous. So www.automategrowsell.com, automategrowsell.com. Yes, I really had to focus there when you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, people can hit the rewind and uh, and hit that and again. Obviously, this will be on my show notes on the uh, on the website. Yeah, so. I just I want to encourage people to just the last thing here is I am no I am nobody special. I, I do not have any special abilities at all. I am just trying to be a good husband and a good father. And I didn't invent this stuff. I mean, this stuff's out there, guys. And you don't need Automate Grow Cell to succeed with this. You just need to believe in yourself and to move forward in bite-sized chunks. I just I came from a blue-collar background. I don't have all formal education with any of this stuff. You just get fired up about your why and go do something different tomorrow to move towards that than you did today. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I always like to end my podcast with one, uh, one what I consider important question, telling question. So if you could help business owners, you know, with just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly to help them live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? Absolutely, without a doubt, here it is. Get rid of your, your self-limiting beliefs. I am blown away by how many self-limiting beliefs I still have right now. And I keep breaking through the next level, right? But what happens is, you know, depending on your background and and where you came from and your parents and what you think success means and how much money your family made, we have these invisible chains around our neck that tell us, they dictate to us, oh, this is what level you're at. You're allowed to make this much because that's who you are. And all of these beliefs, they're not real. They're fake, but they're super restrictive to your personal growth. I mean, when I started my cleaning business, when I left the bank, Jason, if I could have made $6,000 a month, I thought that would just be unbelievable. I couldn't even imagine that many, you know, customers in my hometown to to hire such a weird service, window cleaning. And, you know, when we sold my business, it did over $150,000 a month. And And there's a lot of businesses way bigger than that in the cleaning world. But the point is, is that, what I thought was the ceiling was 10 times less than what my ceiling was when I exited. And, and that's true for everybody listening to this. We all have these self-limiting beliefs, and you can you know, blow them out of the water if you first identify what they are. I love it. I absolutely love it. Josh, thanks so much for helping and joining me today. I know how uh, busy your schedule is, and it means the world to me that you would uh, share some of your time as well as your wisdom with us. So thank you. Thank you very much, Jason. You have a great podcast. Oh. Thank you. All right, folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you... Have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.